Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the March edition of the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. We're going to start with a couple of letters to the editor. The first, open letter to SLVREC board members and general manager. Dear readers, we are writing to you as Swatch County Commissioners and as members of the San Luis Valley Rural Electric Co-op to encourage you to make the most of the Federal Inflation Reduction Act, IRA. The IRA offers great opportunities for rural electric cooperatives, REAs, giving you access to direct money for low-cost, clean energy that will help lower costs for SLVREC members and help us all move toward cheaper, safer, renewable energy. As you are well aware, SLVREC members pay some of the highest electric rates in the country. Here are some examples of ways SLVREC can tap into our IRA funds. The IRA introduces a direct payment option for electric cooperatives that have not previously been able to take advantage of the existing suite of tax credits available for clean energy technologies. The bill also makes significant reforms and additions to these credits. The IRA creates a $9.7 billion financial assistance program specifically for electric cooperatives to purchase or build new clean energy systems. Funds from the IRA can help create new clean energy jobs at the local and utility scale, which will help with rural economic development in San Luis Valley. There is $2 billion available to finance new transmission projects. SLV counties will soon be asking the PUC to prioritize a new redundant power transmission line connecting the valley to transmission lines outside the valley. This will enhance our energy security while also allowing us to utilize the bountiful sunshine we receive by building solar collection facilities and marketing the power generated to major population centers. The IRA contains investment tax credits and production tax credits for virtually all clean energy technologies and provides additional bonuses for investments in low-income communities and other marginalized or impacted communities. These programs are not automatically applied to cooperatives. REAs like ours must move quickly to develop plans that will qualify us for the credits, grants, and loans. We look forward to hearing how SLVREC is planning on utilizing IRA funds. Please come make a presentation to our Board of County Commissioners about how SLVREC plans to utilize our IRA funds and if there are ways Sawatch County can help you in this effort. This was written by Tom McCracken, Chairman, and Lynn Thompson, Commissioner. And our second letter, please help with important community projects. Dear Crestone Community, thank you for all of the challenges, accomplishments, wisdom, and love you have shared with me over the last 15 years. I've created lifelong friendships while developing deeper connections with nature and the cycles of life. I'm writing to ask for everyone's support in this next cycle of life. My dad passed away unexpectedly over the holidays, and he was my mom's full-time caregiver. 
I've remained in Osceola, Indiana, taking over this role and handling all of their affairs. I need to transition all of the projects I am involved in, and this is going to take your support. The journey may be long before or if I can return to Colorado. If you are in need of fire mitigation, tree or firewood cutting, please contact the Baca Grand Fire Department. They've trained me well and have a great crew of sawyers and swampers to fill your needs. We need a person or organization to take over management of the free box. The Crestone Energy Exchange and I can support you in these efforts, but this effort really needs a person with eyes and ears on the ground. Finally, we need a dynamic individual that can work alongside me remotely to take over many of the director roles that I fill for the Crestone Energy Fair. Please consider making a donation to one of these organizations so we can continue to support this work in the community. Thank you for everyone's love and support. This was written by Lisa Bodie, Director, Crestone Energy Fair and Director, Crestone Energy Exchange. And speaking of the Energy Fair, we have this note. Crestone Energy Fair Planning Classes. This was written by Goldie Mariola. It's a new year with exciting new possibilities on the horizon, and the Crestone Energy Fair team is excited to announce the continuation of the ongoing education series formed last year. In 2022, we hosted four workshops offering hands-on experience and knowledge from experts on hugelkultur gardening, adobe plasters, and rocket mass stoves, earthship building, and alternative toilets. This year, we are expanding the curriculum to include photovoltaic basics and maintenance, garden planning and building, bottle wall design, and more. The first courses begin in April. Check the April Eagle for dates and other details. If you are interested in teaching something or would like to sign up for our newsletter or to request a class, please send an email to OES Director at Crestone Energy org. And more on the Energy Fair. The 34th Annual Crestone Energy Fair will be held Saturday, September 16th to Sunday, September 17th. This is a reminder that applications are open for performers, musicians, speakers, presenters, and vendors and will be due May 1st, with final selections being made by a committee June 1st. Visit the website for more information and application links, and that website is CrestoneEnergyFair.org. Now moving on to election news, Swatch County Election Information. This is from Clips from the Clerk by Trish Gilbert. A coordinated election is one that the county clerk and recorder conducts on behalf of two or more political subdivisions that are hosting an election on the same day in November. Specifically, for a coordinated election to take place, the election must have more than one political subdivision holding an election state, county, municipality, school district, or special district, take place on the same day in November, and the eligible voters either are the same for each election or live in overlapping subdivision boundaries. Generally, the November odd-year election is referred to as the coordinated election, and like all elections in Colorado, coordinated elections are conducted by mail ballot. School districts must coordinate with the county. School Districts. For more information about running for school board, please contact the secretary to the board for your school district. 
You may also reference the Colorado Association of School Boards online at https colon slash slash www.casb.org slash built dash to dash serve underscore becoming dash a dash candidate or for more information contact Mountain Valley School District RE1 at 719-655-2578 Crestone Charter School at 719-256-4907 Center Consolidated School District 26JT at 719-754-3982 Sangre de Cristo 22J at 719-378-2321 Moffitt Consolidated School District Number 2 at 719-745-0500 Refer to the following Colorado Revised Statutes 1-4-8 Qualifications you must be a resident of the school district and a registered voter for at least 12 consecutive months prior to the election. No person who has been convicted of a sexual offense against a child is eligible to serve on the school board. School director elections are nonpartisan, and candidates may not campaign as members of a political party. School district information. Good school systems begin with good school boards and the quality of a school board depends, to a considerable extent, on the interest taken by citizens. Just like municipalities, community service agencies, and other worthwhile nonprofit institutions, public schools depend on effective citizen leaders for their success. School board members are elected at regular biennial school elections, which are held on the first Tuesday in November of each odd-numbered year. Some school districts have a director district plan of representation, which means that the school board members must reside in certain geographical areas. Others have an at-large or a combined at-large and director district plan of representation. Most Colorado school board members are elected to four-year staggered terms. Board members may be elected to serve two consecutive four-year terms unless the board has locally extended or removed term limits. Vacancies are filled by appointment until the next election. The county clerk is mostly responsible for conducting school elections. However, school officials also have election duties. School Board Nomination Procedures a person who desires to be a candidate for school director must file a nomination petition designed, or sorry, signed by 25 eligible electors of the school district in districts with fewer than 1,000 students or 50 eligible electors in larger districts. Your school district can provide more information about the number of signatures required on the petition. The nomination petition must be filed with the designated election official of the school district no later than 67 days before the election. The candidate would be wise to obtain extra signatures in case some of the signatures are invalidated. In most communities, nomination petitions are available at the local school district offices and must be filed at the school district. However, in some communities, the county clerk handles this. Call your school district office to find out where to pick up petitions.
Special Districts, Fire, Water, Recreation, Ambulance, Library. For information on Special District Elections, please visit https colon slash slash cdola.colorado.gov slash special dash district dash elections. To find out what special districts you are part of, you can look at your property tax bill or contact the Treasurer's Office at 719-655-2656 or contact the County Clerk's Office at 719-655-2512. Municipalities. For information on municipality elections, contact your town offices. Town of Sawatch is 719-655-2232. Town of Center is 719-754-3497. Town of Crestone is 719-256-4313. Town of Moffat, 719-256-4538. How to verify my status as a registered voter. Review your voter registration at the website GoVoteColorado.gov. Click on Find My Registration. Or call the Sawatch County Clerk's Office at 719-655-2512 or check our website at sawatchcoclerk.colorado.gov. Trish Gilbert, the author of this article, is Sawatch County Clerk and Recorder. And we have a very important announcement. The time is now to get listed in the NHN phone book. Last chance to get in. If you are new in town or a new business, this is the place to be seen. Our community has welcomed so many new residents and businesses that our new NHN phone book directory with updated contacts, advertisers, calendar of events, and maps is the community phone book you'll need and use. Get in the directory. Go to nhncrestone.com on the web to add or update your information. Or... Find the NHN paper form for updating or deleting your information at collection boxes located at Crestone Mercantile and Elephant Cloud. Business and services. Tell the community about your business with advertising opportunities to fit your needs from only $25 up to $500. Please contact Merrill Ennis at the email address slvcoolcats at gmail.com for an advertising packet. Photo contest. Enter your best local photo for the chance to be credited phone book cover photo. Send your photo to slvcoolcats at gmail.com before March 31st. New calendar of events. Annual events listed by month. Space is limited. Please email your calendar event to slvcoolcats at gmail.com. Deadline. All listing information and advertising is due by March 31, 2023. The directory will be available for sale at key locations and events starting at the end of May. NHN is a 501c3 nonprofit charitable organization whose mission is to bring community together in supporting the well-being of households in crisis in an effort to stabilize their situations. A crisis is a one-time event such as an accident or illness which impacts the financial stability of the family. Requests have increased from 1 to 4 per month to 1 to 4 per week. 
and for increased amounts. The NHN directory is one of the key fundraisers for neighbors. Whether it's adding or updating your personal listing, advertising your business or service, or purchasing a book, NHN greatly appreciates you and your support. And from Skies Over Crestone by Kim Malville, March 20th is the equinox when the sun crosses the celestial equator at 3.24 p.m., moving from south to north. This is the start of spring in the northern hemisphere, the opposite in the south. And since we're talking spring, let's take a look at Garden Guru by Maddie Bell Lockish. Ah, springtime, when the heart is moved to seek beauty in every shoot and hint of green. Here in the mountains, some of the first flowers are purple, blue, and golden crocuses, which seem to barely wait for the first inch of soil to soften before sending up flowers to brighten our day. I am so grateful. The best time to plant the bulbs that yield our first flowers is in the fall. Any time after the soil is chilled, but before it becomes impossible to dig a six-inch deep hole is a suitable time. Usually... Garden centers will bring bulbs out in August or September for folks to purchase and plant in September or October. After wintering over, the bulbs are happy to send up bloom stalks and give us a lovely display the following spring. The earliest bulbs to flower are small ones, usually only a few inches high and bearing fragile blossoms that often get covered by snow. Snowdrops and crocuses are eagerly greeted by most gardeners. A little later, my favorites, grape hyacinths, send their diminutive clusters of purple to brighten the world. I imagine all gardeners have some flowers that bring back memories of special times. For me, grape hyacinths recall my grandmother, who had them outlining her flower beds. The plants send up slender green leaves in the fall, then reappear in spring with six-inch stems bearing two-inch clusters of small purple jewels tipped in white that look like tiny grapes. Spring is a season of change in the mountains, one day sunny and warm, the next plunging temperatures and snow. A lot of spring-blooming bulbs struggle with this. Daffodils are my favorites, probably because I have more success with them. While their color selection is limited from white to yellow to orange to pink, their shapes are varied and interesting. They also are deer-resistant, making them perfect for unfenced gardens and little nooks in between rocks or shrubs. When we think of daffodils, it is usually the bright yellow flowers with large trumpets that come to mind. But the Narcissus family, to which all daffodils and jonquils belong, is quite varied. Jonquils usually refers to those with smaller blossoms and multiple, usually fragrant, flowers on each stem. Tulips are a bit trickier. I remember the first year I planted tulips in Crestone. Before I could even see what colors they were, the deer came in and dug them all up and ate the bulbs. I have since learned that they are deer candy, so be sure to fence tulips well. They are also attractive to gophers and underground chewers. Tulips also seem to be more subject to cold damage, especially the early blooming varieties, so I only plant mid to late blooming varieties. There are the purples and yellows, orange-striped Rembrandt types, as well as the Appledorns, doesn't that sound Dutch? And ruffled parrot types. Some of my favorites are described as wild or species tulips. These are more primitive bulbs and are very hardy and bloom later, making them reliable for our climate. The Allium family includes our friend the onion. 
If you have ever let your onions bloom, you know they make a ball of small, usually white flowers that form at the top of a single stem. Our wild, nodding onions have a cluster of pale purple florets that bend over, nodding. Alliums that are planted for their flowers have some of the same qualities, but are much more attractive and vary in color from white to deep purple. Hyacinths are different from the grape hyacinths mentioned earlier. The larger flowers are made up of a cluster of fragrant blossoms in a wide variety of colors, including yellows, pinks, and purples. These are listed as hardy to zone 4, but I find that they are more sensitive to cold than other bulbs and often don't make it through the first winter. Spring bulbs are not fussy about soil. They prefer an average soil with hummus and a average amount of nitrogen, phosphorus, and potash. They can tolerate drought for a time, but do need a good source of moisture to bloom. Once planted and given average moisture and mulch, they will return year after year to brighten our spring gardens. And speaking of gardens, SLV Seed Exchange is April 1st and 2nd. The 13th Annual 2023 San Luis Valley Seed Exchange will take place on Saturday, April 1st, and Sunday, April 2nd at Joyful Journey Hot Springs Spa, beginning at 10 a.m. each day. Saturday will close down at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 2 p.m. This year will feature local vendors, one or two food vendors, their traditional seed swap table, door prizes, $2 off soaking at Joyful Journey, a speaker series, and two community-specific offerings in the event yurt. They will again host a community sharing hour, which is an opportunity for anyone in attendance to take the microphone for a few minutes and give their spiel, project updates, upcoming events, or anything the community should know. This is a great opportunity for the vendors or other organizations to let people know about their offerings or needs. They also plan to host a community food access presentation and roundtable discussion due to community-initiated food sovereignty discussions that have been taking place. Check the website for updates as they book speakers, sponsors, and vendors. That is www.slvse.org. If you would like to vend at the event, contact Sherry Allen at groups at jjhotsprings.com. That's an email address. If you would like to help support the event through sponsorship, contact AIM Warner at 719-207-2597 or email marketing at jjhotsprings.com. For all other inquiries, contact the organization director, Jay Sanders, at 575-999-5319 or email slv S-E-E-D-E-X at gmail.com And the Crestone Seed Exchange is March 25th, Saturday, from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Also Saturday, March 25th at 10 a.m., Self-Care Holistic Fair and Arts and Activities Fair at First UMC 2005 Mullins Avenue in Alamosa, a family-friendly event showcasing alternative healing services such as energy healers, reflexologists, mediums, sound healers, and much more. There will be a variety of vendors and local artists, guest speakers, improv comedy, and more. Free entry for ages 12 and under. Tickets are limited. Check the website, selfcarearartsfairalamosa.eventbrite.com. And Saturday, March 25th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., 
Co-op 101, a free workshop on cooperatives hosted by the SLV Food Coalition and the Rio Grande Farm Park at Sky High Events Complex in Monte Vista. This will be a free course and discussion on how to create partnerships to solve problems and create business opportunities. Breakfast is provided. And in the calendar, Wednesday, March 22nd through the 30th, Spring Navratri Divine Mother Festival, Hadakanda Universal Ashram from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. daily for nine days. And on Sunday, March 26, Sufi Dikr, all welcome to participate with us at the Golden Light Sufi Circle in person or over Zoom. Please email hamidanur303 at gmail.com or call 719-588-8602. It's Sunday from 3 to 5 p.m. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us for the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.